0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing out there? Happy Wednesday. Today is September 15th. Getting this thing done late on a Wednesday night. How is everybody? How the heck are you? Hopefully everyone's having a nice week so far. On today's show, Trending Wednesday. So we'll talk about a couple trending topics in the world of sports. Special thanks to Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R. Edge.com, like Sports Better, uh, VIG free betting. And it's really cool. So, Better Edge allows you to buy one end of a bet, sell one end of a bet, just like you're buying and selling stocks. Okay. And actually, that's the thing. It's technically, they're not a sports book at Better Edge, but you can legally bet almost any sport. So, it's really cool. And on top of that, Because of that kind of loophole, you can do this in California, South Carolina, a lot of places where you can't legally bet yet. It's totally legal to use Better Edge. And on top of all of that, it's really fun because you can make a profile. You put a profile picture up. You can follow your friends. There's tournaments, competitions. It's really interactive. So you can have more fun. You can make more money. Why would you not want to sign up? OnlineBetterEdge.com. use promo code sharp for a free 10 bucks and that really helps us out because it lets them know we sent you right here on the sharp angle podcast OnlineBetterEdge.com. promo code sharp all right so let's get to it trending wednesday uh usc fires clay helton and it's funny because uh earlier today like 11 o'clock or so All the news was, uh oh, Urban Meyer, rumors are he's leaving Jacksonville. I actually got a phone call saying it was thought, you know, almost done that Urban was leaving Jacksonville. It's like, let's see what happens here. And that got squished pretty quickly. So there's a long list of candidates. Really? There's a. This matters for USC. Obviously, you know, everything outside of sports betting that we won't go too deep into, but the NIL, right, name, image, likeness, how do coaches deal with that? Are they going to let their players make money? Do they, you know, there's a lot of old school coaches who aren't handling the NIL rules very well. They're scared of it. They don't want to get back into it. The players have so much power. So I think for USC, they need to consider that. They need to understand this next guy coming in or next, next coach coming in has to capitalize on that while recruiting and while getting USC back to where they were. So yes, you're going to hear the normal candidates in college, Matt Campbell, who I think would be a great hire, uh, Luke Fickle, who I think would be a, a really good hire. But if I were USC, I would go the route of the NFL because the NFL coaches know how to deal with Players making money, you know, right now their players are making millions of dollars. They, would, they wouldn't they would be uncomfortable by players making money. They would handle it. And hey, look, if you can win in the NFL, especially the Pac-12 South, I don't think you'd have any trouble winning. And I've heard names even like Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears, and I think that would be a good hire. And I know a lot of you guys out there, you hear Matt Nagy and it's like, yeah, Matt Nagy, blah, blah, blah. I understand that he's not the hottest name right now in coaching, but there's a lot of coaches who would have success who don't have the best reputation right now. And let's face it, as fans, we're quick to buy and sell coaches, things like that. There's a lot of NFL talent out there who I've heard, and I think that'd be a good fit. Even Joe Brady of the Carolina Panthers. You know, he's had a lot of success in college, and uh, that could be a name too, but... We need to worry about what this means for the Pac-12 South, what this means for uh, uh, USC against the spread, because the next coach coming in will have an impact on how good USC is against the spread. If they get some Urban Meyer, and I know we just said that's not likely, but hypothetically speaking, if they did, did get Urban Meyer, I mean... That immediately makes USC three points better, at least. They're getting recruits. They're going to win. So that's a great hire. That's immediate returns. That's what they need, right? But I think another coach, like, on the level of if they maybe hire internally, like they've done the last couple times, then this team could actually get worse. So we're looking at, I think anywhere of like a four point swing this team could get a point worse if they make a bad hire it could get three points better if they make a great hire but don't expect this to happen anytime soon i believe usc is going to hire some outside firm do a lot of work they've got three months to make a decision i think they should make a good one and the other thing here is Their new athletic director, Mike Bone, he's got experience. He knows what he's doing. The last couple ADs, I mean, Lynn Swan was an AD a while ago. He didn't really know what he was doing. So I think USC is in a unique position to make a good decision here. But they've got three months, like I said. So hopefully they make the right decision. All right. Another story here that is trending. Uh, Any of you buy and sell stocks out there? The Win stock, W-Y-N-N of Win Resorts. If you've ever been to Las Vegas, you know there's the Win Casinos and uh, Win Resorts on pace for the worst drop since June 2020 of their stock, and it's not been a good year, even year plus, for the Wynn Resorts stock. This latest drop is because uh, of some regulations in China. The Macau government is planning to review and change the way gambling concessions are reviewed. So they're changing the way gambling is done in China. They're changing the way oversight is, is is looked at and executed. And it looks like they're going to be much, much more stringent and strict, especially on American companies. Now, not to get too political here, but I believe a lot of this... And look, the... Recent negotiations and dealings between the United States and China shouldn't be new, whether you follow politics or not. Obviously, Donald Trump was, was you know, talked a lot about that. Joe Biden recently has uh, you know, spoken with the uh, Chinese government. I believe it was last week President Biden reached out to the Chinese president. Who I think it's president. I don't want to butcher the name, but I'm not even going to. But uh, they reached uh, or they spoke for the first time since February of this year. They discussed relationships, quote, guardrails and parameters, because the two countries, obviously, it's very fiercely competitive right now, especially within economics. So. I think that's largely why China did this. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how this w- will impact the American stock market. And again, for the first time, uh, I think in the history of the stock, it's dropped 18% within the course of a year. So I honestly would recommend looking at, you know, we don't want to do too much stock talk on this show, but if you guys are looking at a, a stock that I think has a lot of upside that right now is artificially being kind of depressed, I would say Wynn Resorts would be a stock I'd look at. I think it's currently trading for about $83 a share as we do this podcast. So it's just interesting, you know, this is how stocks work. And I think, you know, again, I don't think this whole regulation is strictly because Joe Biden spoke with the Chinese government, but this is a, this is a tactic. And these kind of things happen all the time. Do I think this stock will bounce back? Yeah, absolutely. But looking in the future, this may impact the way business is done in Macau. Now Macau is kind of looked at as the Las Vegas of the East, okay? Or of East Asia. <laughs> okay, everyone's like, wait, Las Vegas of the East? Isn't that Atlantic City? No, of East Asia. And it, it, a lot of rich people go there. It's a vacation destination. At least it was. We'll see what these new regulations look like. They could be major. They could be minor. They could be very insignificant, just meant to affect stocks. We'll see. But I thought that was prevalent based on when being so prevalent in Las Vegas. And a little stock talk there. So, all right, before we wrap today's show up, let's get to some NFL power rankings. I have my updated list of NFL power rankings. Let's go over my top 10. Uh, Maybe we'll post this. I really don't love the idea of making all my power rankings public. You know, to be honest, I kind of, I even debated giving the top 10. It's like, it's a lot of information to give out. And look, I just don't love giving this NFL information because it's precious data like to to win in the nfl i mean you need to put so much work in it's like i don't feel like giving these power ratings out just for free every week but we'll go over the top 10 right now i will give you what they're rated in the top 10 and i'll let you know actually how to apply these rankings so let's start there to apply these rankings it's very basic math okay let's use number 10 green bay and number nine baltimore okay number 10 green bay I have at two and a half points better than average. That's how my ratings are done. It gives you a point, a point system better or worse than average. So I have uh, Green Bay 2.5 points better than average. I've got the Baltimore Ravens 2.7 points better than average. So if this were on a neutral field, I would have Baltimore point two point favorites. So essentially it would be a pick 'em, maybe a little juice towards Baltimore, minus 120 to Baltimore, minus 115 to the uh, Ravens, but that's the idea here. So neutral field, it's just simple math. Baltimore's 2.7, Green Bay's 2.5. You just do subtraction. Baltimore's 0.2 points better. But teams rarely play on neutral field. We have to incorporate home field. And this year, I will give 3 points and let's just be so rudimentary with this because for the audience, for everyone else, I'm not going to sit. I mean, it would take an hour just to do a show on how you cor- how you calculate home field advantage at least the way I do it. You know, I hear a lot of people out there say home field advantage is worth 2.5 this year. Or a lot of people say home field advantage is worth three. It's a fluid number. It changes every week based on every team. Think of it this way. If the Denver Broncos host the uh, Miami Dolphins, it's going to be a pretty big home field advantage because Miami, not a lot of people who've played an altitude on their roster. They're used to practicing in really hot weather. They don't play in Denver a ton. So it's a bigger edge. It's a bigger advantage. It's a bigger advantage for Denver in that situation compared to a team like uh, the... Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders who come to Denver once a year. They've got a lot of guys who played an altitude on their roster, so home field may not be as much to the Raiders as it was to the Dolphins, right? Nothing's changed for Denver. It's still in altitude. The fans are the same. It's the same team, same everything, but based on other circumstances, it's not the same home field advantage. So keep that in mind. Home field advantage is always a sliding scale based on other circumstances, but just to be very, very easy and rudimentary, let's use three as a home field advantage. So here, if these teams are essentially equal, Baltimore 0.02 points better, or 0.2 points better, we would say Baltimore would be 3.2 favorites at home. And we would say Green Bay would be 2.8 favorites at home. Now, a 3.2 favorite would look like Baltimore minus 3, minus 115, Green Bay plus 3 at minus 105, something like that. Um, if Green Bay were point, uh, 2.8, Green Bay me, uh, may be minus three at home at plus 105 or something like that, maybe even minus 105. So the idea is it's a sliding scale, right? There's a lot of people who think that you go from one half point to the next half point to the next half point. That's not how it works. It's represented that way, but you have to pay a different VIG. So it's actually always shifting the scale. So that's how you use the ratings. You, you incorporate Uh, A home field advantage of, let's just say three, and then do simple math with the teams. All right, let's get on. So Green Bay, number 10 at 2.5. Baltimore, number 9 at 2.7. I've also got San Francisco, uh, 2.7. I don't go to to the hundredths place, so they're a little bit better. But San Francisco, Baltimore, 2.7 points better than average. The number 7 team in the NFL, I've got the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is 2.8 points better than average number six the new orleans uh, hornets or <laughs> yeah it's not i didn't even go pelicans there i didn't even go pel i went hornets that's old school good god can you tell i've been doing a little bit of nba on the side <laughs> hey gotta get ready man nba and uh hockey are starting soon but anyway the new orleans saints thank you uh 3.1 Points better than average. The number five team in the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks, 3.3 points better than average. Number four, Buffalo Bills at 3.4. Number three, the LA Rams at 3.8. And then the top two teams have separated themselves, at least according to my rankings. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6.7 points better than average. And number one, Kansas City Chiefs. 7.3 7.3 points better than average. So, I wonder if we have any top 10 matchups this week in the NFL. Let's quickly pull it up. I didn't mean to do this on the show. I was just going to wrap things up after that. But if we do have a top 10 matchup, we can kind of see what our line compares to in terms of the market and just kind of talk about this quickly. If not, we'll do it next week. But let's see what we can do here Texans, Browns, Bengals, Raiders. Steelers. Do we do Raiders Steelers? We got both of them in here. Pittsburgh's just on the outside of the top 10. Bills, Dolphins, Rams, Colts. God, do we have no top 10 matchups this year, or this week, according to my rankings? Oh, here we do. Chiefs-Ravens. All right. So uh, what is this? Sunday night, Monday night, Chiefs-Ravens. Sunday night football, Chiefs at Ravens. All right, so our rankings, we have Kansas City at 7.3, and we have Baltimore at 2.7. Okay, so we're going to do 7.3 minus 2.7. And that gives us 4.6. Okay. So we've got Kansas City, 4.6 points better than Buffalo or excuse me, than Baltimore. So again, Kansas City, 4.6 points better than Baltimore. Well, Baltimore's at home. And I know I said before, use three points for home, but hey, we're sticking around, doing a little extra. Let's get nuanced here, okay? I've got Baltimore's home field advantage slightly, slightly, slightly below average, 2.8, not three, okay? So we're going to get Baltimore 2.8 points for home field advantage. So we're going to do 4.6 minus 2.8, and that gives us our final of 1.8. So We think that the Kansas City Chiefs should be 1.8 favorites on the road. 1.8 point favorites on the road, right? They're 4.6 points better. We're giving Baltimore about 2.8 points for home field. That means we're left with 1.8. Kansas City is minus 1.8. So what that'll look like is Kansas City 2 with a little bit of juice. We'll say Kansas City uh, minus 2, minus 112 to minus 115 or so. So let's just say minus 115. Kansas City, minus two, minus 115. Baltimore, plus two, about uh, minus 105. Okay, well, right now in the market, the Chiefs are minus three and a half, minus 110. Ravens, plus three and a half at minus 110. So that would mean very, very, very slight value. Well, decent value, actually, but that means a little bit of value towards the Baltimore Ravens. Now, keep in mind, we don't just take these power ratings Uh, You know, face value, do the math, and then boom, make our bets. This is a starting point. So our starting point is, okay, Chiefs minus two, minus 115. Now we incorporate what happened last week, injuries, matchups, scheme, coaching edges, things like that to get a final. But that's how you use these ratings, okay? You do the math, you you, you incorporate home field, and then you start handicapping. So I hope that helps. I hope that, you know, you guys learned a little bit about the the, uh, NFL – Uh, power ratings process, and that is my top 10 in the NFL. All right, that is it for today. Good luck, whatever you guys have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.